This is a satellite image of Lake Mead in April 2022. Can you see how there's a boat sticking out of the water? Well, this is what that boat looks like now. To say that the Colorado River is a big deal would be a massive understatement. As we speak, there are 40 million straws drinking from this river. But why are the stakes so high, not just for the USA, but for the entire world if this river dries up? And is it true that the waters of Lake Mead are currently rising? Well, stay tuned because you're about to find out all of this and more. In 1922, an agreement between the seven Southwest states took place to proportion out this 1,450 mile river to each state. They called this agreement the Colorado River Compact. However, what you're probably aware of is since 1922, the population has drastically increased, but the rainfall has not. And these two things coupled together has left many people rather concerned about the future of this very precious river. But what if everyone's worst nightmare came true. What if the Colorado River dried up? How would this affect not only the USA, but the entire world? Well, the fact is this, Lake Mead's Hoover Dam and 300 miles upstream Lake Powell's Glen Canyon Dam create an unbelievable amount of energy, which serves the southwest of America. These two reservoirs on the Colorado River produce $1.4 trillion worth of economic activity through the power that they give to these states. And if either of these two reservoirs were to reach the point of being declared as Deadpool, meaning that no water can move past the hydroelectric dam and produce energy, if that happens, the financial implications will be felt not only in America, but across the whole world. But what exactly does this mean, Joe? Well, because quite literally, millions of people depend on the Colorado River for survival. If it dries up, suddenly there will not be the same amount of water which people rely on to quench their thirst. There will not be the same amount of water that people use to water their lawns, to power their homes. And by the way, did you know that the majority of the power that runs through Las Vegas comes from the Colorado River? There will not be the same water to wash and clean. And perhaps the biggest impact of all will be the impact agriculturally. If farmers cannot grow crops, food imports will stop in this region and this will lead to even more worldwide shortages. The earth has never been under so much pressure. Oh, how we need to pray for more rain. Because scientists are now predicting that in just two years time, Lake Mead could drop a further 30 feet. And watch this, in 2022, Mead reached an all-time record low. It was standing at 1,040 feet above sea level. That's 130 feet lower than it was in the year 2000. And if you look here, you can see the evidence of this. You can see where the water once resided on these lines and how quickly it has suddenly dropped. And if this rate continues, once again, America could see a historical mass migration where 40 million precious souls are forced to flee to the Midwest or to North America to try and find water and a better way of life. 
This again would shake up the whole world as people would be forced to adapt, as food stores would suddenly become overcrowded, as resources are strained, and as houses become scarce, then the prices would rise which would lead to inflation. And all of this combined could cause America's economy to crash. And this will in turn destabilize other countries which could lead to a huge economic collapse around the world. Now, you can probably tell that the man looking at you right now is a warrior. And perhaps I'm just overthinking everything. I mean, you tell me, am I making a mountain out of a molehill? Especially since I'm living all the way over across the pond in Britain. What's it got to do with me anyway? Well, the truth is this. Since starting this YouTube channel, I have made genuine friendships with people who live in these southwestern states. And I'm concerned about the future of these people's lives and the future of their children. But if you're in Britain like me, don't think that you could just brush all of this under the carpet. I'll tell you why. What is our most famous river? The River Thames. Well, hello. Have you seen what is happening to the River Thames recently? If you want to know more about this, I'm actually going to make a video on this. So please do subscribe if that's something you'd like to see. But what is the current situation of Lake Mead? Well, it is true that the water levels have slowly started to rise. But if you look at this graph, we can still see that we're not out of the woods yet. In fact, this last march that has just happened, the waters were an all-time record low. But why is this? Because haven't we seen lots of rainfall and snowstorms on the news recently? Well, this is true, but because the ground is so dry, it's so parched, any water that finds itself on the ground is quickly absorbed and you don't get that vital surface runoff that is needed where it flows into the streams and tributaries and bulks out the river. Now I'm not an expert, but I've been told there is still hope because just one or two more years of weather like what we've just seen and the waters could quickly return. But ultimately, only time will tell what the future is for the Colorado River. However, did you know that the Bible actually describes something very similar to what we've been talking about? The scripture talks about surface runoff. Job 24 verse 19 says, As drought and heat consume the snow waters, so the grave consumes those who have sinned. Just like a snowpack on the Rocky Mountains, once it hits that burning sand, once it hits that hot drought, it soon dissolves, it's soon swallowed by the earth. And here the Bible draws a similar picture, a harsh picture of the man or the woman who's lived their life against God. As soon as they die, the grave takes all. As soon as they die, they vanish silently beneath the earth without leaving a trace behind. Did you know the Hebrew word for consume here can also mean to rob, to tear away by force? So just like heat seizes the snowy waters in an instant, so the grave seizes everything that a man or woman ever had. All the life they've lived, they may have been adored, they may have flourished in life, they may have lived for many a bright hour, but when they enter into that grave, they lose everything. Everything is taken from them in one instant. Here's a question for you. What do Mac Miller, Kobe Bryant, Marilyn Monroe, Paul Walker, Joan Rivers, Muhammad Ali, Whitney Houston and Stephen Hawking all have in common. Sadly, they are all dead. 
So you can have the brains of Stephen Hawking. You can have the beauty of Marilyn Monroe. You can have the belts of Muhammad Ali and the bounce of Kobe Bryant. You can even have the beats of Mac Miller. And yet the grave claims all. The grave will take everything you have without giving it a second thought. Do you know what happens the moment after you are buried? People stop crying. And when they have a plate full of sandwiches and a drink in their hand, they quickly start discussing sports, the news, and their own problems. And they soon forget that they are at your funeral. Straight after your funeral, your family will start arguing about who deserves what amount of money and whose possessions should be cut. Because after all, they love you the most. Your boss will quickly look for a replacement for your job and your friends will soon fill up the evenings that you used to spend with them with other activities and other people. Your spouse will move on much faster than you could ever imagine and your kids will laugh and fill their lives with busyness to the point where they easily forget the one who raised them. In the first year of your death, yes, you will have fresh flowers laid on your grave, but as the years go by, those flowers will begin to wither like the memory of you in other people's minds. So, let me ask you a question. If people are so quick to forget you, why do you spend your life chasing them instead of chasing the one who will never forget you? The Bible says, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. There is one who will never forget you. There is one who will never abandon you. There is one that no man can ever compare to this person's love for you. And this person is God. God doesn't love you because you're beautiful. God doesn't love you because you've achieved great things in this life. God doesn't love you because you have money. God loves you because he is God. The Bible says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we are called children of God. But here's the big question. Are you one of his children? Are you a child of God? Have you received the love of God the Father where he demonstrated his love by putting his son on a cross for your sin? You see, you and I have done wrong things. We're sinners. We fail God every single day. And yet God put his son on a cross. He prepared a sacrifice so that you and I could be forgiven. You see, just like on those mountains, those rocky mountains, when it snows, there's something rather beautiful about the snow. Well, the Bible says that because Jesus shed his blood on that cross, forgiveness is possible. And the Bible goes even further. It says, by the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sins and his blood alone can wash us whiter than snow. So although we do wrong things, although at times we're ugly on the outside, maybe not physically, maybe we look beautiful in the mirror, but inside we're full of sin and God sees right through us. He sees our ugliness. But if we come to the cross, that blood will clean us and make us more beautiful than the rocky mountains in God's eyes because we look like his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. See him there, pinned to that cross, dying there. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ experienced a sort of drought on the cross. One of the sayings that Christ said is, I 
thirst. He was thirsty. He agonized on that cross so that we could be forgiven. Have you come to the one who, yes, he died and he was put in the ground, but the ground did not consume him like the water we've thought about before. The ground did not swallow him up. No, on the third day, the ground had to obey him and he had to come out of the ground, out of the tomb, into daylight because he beat in the grave and he can beat your grave if you put your trust in him. Have you come to the one who loved you, who says right now, I have rivers of forgiveness, rivers of joy that will never ever dry up. And I command you to come now and drink of that life, have life abundant to the full. Because let's be honest, we don't know what the future is of the Colorado River, of the Thames River. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Our world looks rather bleak right now, if we're honest. But there's one thing we can know. If we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a wonderful future, an eternity with him. And I'm asking you, I'm inviting you right now to bow the knee to Christ and to come to him. Have something which is certain, something which you can stand on, and that person is Christ. So you come to him right now in this very moment. And you know there's one river that's drying up even faster than the Colorado River. If you want to see what that river is, watch this video right now.